as long as Mike D'Antoni's the coach and gonna play how he plays, which is one dominant ball handler doing everything. And I don't think he's confrontational enough he's to go to James Harden and be like, look, we gotta change some things up. I would say if you're D'Angelo Russell, like what better place is there to go than LA? You're never gonna get the D'Angelo Russell that you saw in Brooklyn last year that made the All-Star. You're never gonna see that with Anthony Davis and LeBron James mm. because he just will not have the ball enough in order to showcase what he can do. Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Jimmy Butler's next address could be in Houston. Woj reporting the Rockets want to acquire Butler in a sign-and-trade deal when free agency starts on Sunday. The Rockets don't have enough cap space to outright sign him, so any deal would likely have to include some combination of Clint Capella, P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon. We are joined by NBA FS1 analyst Chris Broussard. Chris, so many dynamic personalities already on the Rockets. Do you think Jimmy Butler would fit in Houston? No, <laughs> this is foolishness. Unless you, unless Chris Paul was the guy trading, which I don't see happening. And even then, I have my doubts. It would be a similar situation to what you have now with Chris Paul. But here's the deal: as long as Mike D'Antoni's the coach and gonna play how he plays, which is one dominant ball handler doing everything. It was the same with Steve Nash. Mm -hmm. He was more of a passer than Harden, mm -hmm, right. but he dominated the ball. Right. Jeremy Lin when his little two months of great success, <laughs> dominate the ball. This is how Mike D'Antoni coaches, and I don't think he's confrontational enough he's to go to James Harden and be like, look, we got to change some things up. So I think they're essentially going to play the same way. And Jimmy Butler is not a spot-up three-point shooter. He shot 34% from three last year. He shoots that for his career. I thought he shot 39% last year on, on catch and shoot three. Maybe catch okay. and shoot, right. but but okay. overall he was 34% okay. from three. And he only attempted fewer than three a game. So he's not, you're not gonna just put him at the three-point three point line and, and say, Jimmy, do your thing. Because he's one, he's not gonna be the Jimmy Butler we all know and love, and that's a very good player. He's gonna be neutered to some degree. If you brought in a more traditional coach who was gonna put Chris Paul at the one. James Harden at the two, Jimmy Butler at the three, and play, you know, a, a different style, right. then it might make some right. sense. But look, this is typical Daryl Moore. He's a good GM, but he's overrated. People think he's the best thing in the NBA. He goes after big names regardless of chemistry, regardless of fit, regardless of any of the, the human element. See, he Carmelo never takes Anthony, any of that. Right? Thank you. Mm -hmm. Chris <laughs> Paul, I mean, I don't, I don't remember how you guys felt about Chris Paul, but most people were like, how's this going to work? We, we felt that way because Skip and I was like, mm -hmm. how are they going to play together when right. they both need the ball? Right, and you see now. Now, that said, if I'm Houston, I'm for the most part standing pat. And I'm, I may make a tweak here or there try to get D'Antoni to tweak the offense a little bit, but only Golden State beat you. You're, and they're not going to be the same, so run it back. I mean, we've seen the Detroit Pistons of Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan's Bulls. Teams have often had to take their lungs before they get to the championship. So this is typical overreaction from Daryl Moore. Hmm. Anyway, you, you heard me. 
I said, sir, go ahead. Mm. Go ahead, Skip. Did you just get a transcript? Of, <laughs> said, oh, no. show? I, I, told you, I don't transcript? watch, so I just because so I come it's in his fresh. birthday today. You just <laughs> oh, you said everything. Birthday. Yeah, 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 you know. Oh, you, wait, you're the only that man. was my birthday wait, present. You're the only person in the known world who didn't know that it's his <laughs> birthday. Oh, oh, you've announced it every. I did. Yeah. Oh, today my birthday. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's my turn. It's your turn. I love you, Chris Broussard, but I cannot tell you how much I disagreed with every point you made. And that's a first, because usually I give you like, eh, that was pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not today, because it's not your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> they are stuck with Chris Paul. They are not going to trade that 40-odd million dollar contract. You're just not. And they are stuck with a guy who at times last year, to me, looked like a shell of his New Orleans self, that, that guy who could just dominate at about six right. feet tall in his first couple of years in the league. He is, to me, over the hill, just slightly over it, but he's over it, and he has lost a step. So now you say, run it back. It, it's going to be the same song, third, fourth verse, and it, it's not going to end well because it's pretty clear these two are do not invite anymore. And I'm not sure you can just roll the ball back out there and say, you guys just figure it out because there's no Kevin Durant. Just go figure it out because we still got Capella and we still got Eric Gordon and we still got a chance. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can figure it out this time and muddle through and make it work because it's so open door winnable this year. Mm -hmm. To me, Jimmy Butler is just what the doctor ordered for this team right now. And as I told Shannon, it might be Dr. Freud or Dr. Phil or somebody, but they need some doctor in the house, maybe. (laughs) You quack. Okay. Jimmy Butler is his own man. And he is a leader for better or for worse. And if you put him with a bunch of young Timberwolves, it's for worse because he's just going to run them all out of the locker room because he's not going to put up with their babiness, you know, right. their their childishness, and they're not going to like it when he pushes back on them. And they, they rebelled against Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. In this case, you have two veteran stars. One's a superstar. One's a, you can, I don't know if Chris was ever a superstar. I'm not sure about that, but he's a star. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Yeah. And you, you got a guy who's going to walk in the locker room and say, enough of that, and who will get in both their faces and become the leader this team does not have. Chris could have been the leader in his younger days, but he can't back it up on the floor anymore. Dan Tony is the opposite of a leader. I, I don't know. When I listen to his sideline huddles, when they show the snippets on TV, it's just like that. nobody's listening. Everybody's looking down at their shoes, you know? <laughs> we we got to get a stop, guys. We got to get a stop. Come on. Really? I mean, he reminds me of Guy V. Lewis, who used to be the university yeah, coach, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was all, they just said he just rolled Five the ball out of practice and yeah. just said, you guys do it. Yeah. Just dunk it. Yeah. Dunk the damn ball. That's what he used to say. Just dunk the damn thing, right? Okay, so he's not going to be a leader, but Jimmy Butler would, would be a catalyst here. He would shake it up, and this team doesn't have, to me, a closer, and I'm talking about on defense or offense, and he can be that guy. He is not afraid to take and make big shots. And he is definitely not afraid to take whoever's on the other team that needs to get stopped in the last four or five minutes and take him on and maybe take him out. They don't have that guy. They don't have that intangible in I their mean, midst. Tuck, not, Tuck's yeah, not a bag. I mean, okay. P.J. Tuck, okay. he's not the offensive player, but he's every bit, he'll battle. Right. He will battle, but there's something about Jimmy Butler. He'll make the play on the guy, the block more like Iguodala plays right. at 6'7 and long. And 
and uh, the one cherry on top I forgot to throw in in the opening block of this okay. show, he is he grew up in the Houston area. Right. Right. So, Ball. so yeah, yeah, Tom Ball, right. and it's a suburb of Houston. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you're kind of he would feel better about coming home, and the fans would feel better about oh, we got one of ours back. Yeah. So you've but even got that. But everybody doesn't want to be at home. I don't know if Jimmy does or not, but I, I look. I think you're right about his personality, but I think it'd be World War III in that locker room. Okay, but maybe, that, maybe that would clear I mean, the it air. it might have to be a fight in training. Okay, I, 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 we've talked about this to open this show. I said it might come to a knockdown dragout. Literally, punches might get thrown. But then whoever loses is going to feel I like... I don't know. It's going to go in the shell, I would think. We, you can't beat me. We got to fight every day till I win. <laughs> oh, one of us got to get up out of here. So, 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 there's more more okay. Okay. so but, it won't work. So a Chris, fight won't help. If you run it back, it's going to fester. It's, it's going to start to rear its head a little bit. And then it's just going to explode again between Chris but, and... But I'm on record as saying they're going to be the Phoenix Suns or the Sacramento Kings. You know, where, where they get close, but they're never quite good enough to win. Oh, back so in I, the old days. I, oh, I agree with you that they're not... I, I don't think they'd win it, but... I wouldn't make a wholesale change like that. But, Skip, but I'm looking at you. You said, okay, brain, it's hard for me to fathom a scenario where you got two guys bickering and you bring a third guy in there and it makes it better. Right. It's not going to make it any better. You need a peacemaker. He ain't no you, peacemaker. You need a referee. He won't be that a they, peacemaker, they, that they, I know, but sometimes it needs to explode in training camp and get it out of the way. I've seen situations where they got it over with in training camp and all of a sudden they made peace with each other. Mm-mm. And, and if, they do they do start, if they do start to have conflict during a game, this is the guy who just jumped in the middle and said, No, I'm gonna, but I don't think he does that. I don't think he just... You know, for the greater good. Hey, guys, come on. Yeah. You know, this, I think he stirs it up just like Chris Paul stirs it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know what he do to that. I, I still don't, I don't like the, re, the run it back recipe next year. I just don't like it. And you have a chance to go win it all. You, you have the pieces. Now, again, we're going back and forth about who would have to get traded. Mm-hmm. They have to keep Capella to me in this mix. Yeah. And you they're say they're talking about him right. being involved. Yeah. In okay, it. but but there are three. Again, the ESPN right. report is three. Two have to yeah. go. If if Eric Gordon and PJ go, I'm okay with that. I still think you need somebody to do the windows, do the dirty work. I agree yeah. with you on that. I would okay. first of all, if I'm Houston, I want to keep Capella. If I'm Philadelphia, I don't want you don't Capella need because Capella. Right. yeah, I've got Embiid right. and I got okay. Simmons down there right. too. Okay. I would want Eric Gordon. For Philadelphia, look, Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker, mm-hmm. and then maybe you bring back Tobias Harris because they need shooting. Right. I think that would be really okay. good for right. them. And, and try to get a third team involved. Tell Houston, go get a third team where they we can get a up. point guard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it don't have to be a great one, a Darren Collison or something. You know, yeah, just right. somebody that is a good point guard that can run the offense if I need them to. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, I don't like – I don't like, like Jimmy Butler – in Houston, given their circumstances. I think they're good enough uh, with Golden State crippled as they are, pardon the you know, pun, mm-hmm. but they, this is their opportunity, Skip. This is their opportunity. If, if, if Daryl Murray has assembled a team as great as he thinks he has and has he, as he's told us every opportunity to stick a mic in front of him, stand pat. One of my favorite guys, Ennis Cantor, Portland Trailblazer, pending free agent. You are so fascinating because you played with Durant, you played in yep. New York, then you went to a small market in Portland, uh-huh. and it was a perfect fit. Yep. So let's start about that. They get Nurkic back, yep. meaning you could make an argument they don't mm-hmm. want to double pay for the same skill set. Right. Does it concern you that this team that adopted you within an hour, that you were family right. day one, 
they may not be able to afford you. I mean, like you said, from the day one, they open their arm, give me a warm welcome. Well, first, my first, uh, like, 15 games with Nurk was playing. And I was coming from the bench. It was an amazing fit. You know, I don't, I, I don't have any problem with coming off the bench I mean, because all I care about is just go out there and win it. So, I mean, it, it's the decision they need to make that if they can, you know, afford me or not. But, I, I mean, everybody, whole world knows that how much I love playing in Portland and how much I love the, the city. It, it, what was really nice this year is that Damian Lillard finally was a national story. Yes. He's been great in Portland. This year he became a national story. Mm-hmm. We all went... Yeah, he's great, and now we all acknowledge it. Right. Give my audience a sense of what he is like when we don't see him on the court. What what makes him special? Well, I think what makes him special is he makes himself better, and he makes everybody else better around him. That's what makes him really special. And, uh, I mean, I know he was an amazing player, but I didn't know what kind of person he was before I get supported. But once I get supported, I'm like, that's why this organization is so professional and amazing because it starts with him. And because just how he treats players, I mean, his teammates, I remember in the locker room, everybody has so much confidence because of him. And everybody feels so comfortable just playing with Dame because he's actually a very nice guy. Yeah. They always say you're as good as your star in the NBA. Yes. He'll set the tone yes. for the locker room. If your star's a good dude, sharing, caring, and a hard worker, everybody else feels they have to work equally hard. Yeah, that's exactly who he is, man. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's talk about um, – Kevin Durant. So you played, and we all change in life. Right. Young Kevin Durant didn't have two titles. Right. Young Kevin Durant isn't the Kevin Durant now. He has changed. He's yep. evolved. Uh, he's still a little needy for me. <laughs> um, I don't think he should go to New York. That's my takeaway. You okay. played in New York. Yep. You know James Dolan. You know the dysfunction. Right, right. Do you think he goes to New York, and how does it work if he does? Um, I've, if I was him... I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love New York. I love the Knicks. You know, I love the fans. MSG and everything is cool. But I think I, I see him going to Brooklyn with Kyrie. Because, I mean, it's, I know KD and uh, I know his personality and everything. The media might be a little harsh on him with New York. Because if you're KD, if you're going to the Knicks, if you're not winning, they're going to blame you. And But I think I think I feel like I see him going to to Brooklyn, I wish he went to Knicks. I wish he go to Knicks, but I think I see him going to Brooklyn. Do you think he could play well? I mean, why why do you think he would give up all that money? Like, is he unhappy in Golden State? I don't. I, I would never say he's unhappy. Obviously, he would just want the, the title and everything. But I think all that injury stuff and everything, I think he kind of a little mad at the the Warriors. And um, well, I think I think it'll be a, I think Brooklyn will be a good good fit for him. When you we talk about money on the table. So I want you to talk as a professional athlete. I, I, if, if Kawhi is my son yes. or my client, I could never say, give up $50 million. Yeah. I could never tell a professional athlete because I know the billionaire guy up top, right. he's not giving money back. Yep. Every <laughs> penny. In fact, I think the billionaires at the top of these leagues love it when players feel loyalty and they got to right. get titles and the owner's like yes i'll save more <laughs> <Yes>. money um <laughs> could you give up 50 million dollars guaranteed oh uh, well if i am if i was in their shoes and if i am a, if i'm that caliber of a player i'm gonna make that money of uh, endorsements so i yes if i am trying to win i will give up that much money to go to a team that where i can play and be happy and play basketball that i love but because i know if my team do good, I'm going to make that money from an endorsement. So, so winning's most important to you? To me, yes, winning is more important. 
When you're on a losing basketball team, is and it a I, miserable life oh, even though your paychecks you are big? No idea, man. Tell, tell me. I mean, I, I had a stretch with the Knicks with a whole month. We only got one win. And I remember I was seeing everybody, my, my teammates fest in the locker room. It was just, you know, that I, I, everybody worked so hard in their life with their, for basketball. We, we were just not having fun. You know, the basketball that you love doing your job, you're just not becoming fun anymore. You just don't even want to go to practice because you're losing every game. It was just, it was just so frustrating, and it was just so bad. But um, I think it, everything so with winning. You know, if, I mean, I just once I get to Portland, man, I was like, my life changed. You know, I was just, I was just a different person, not a player. I was, I was a different. You're happier. Person. Happier, yes. So you went, you didn't you do a fasting during the playoffs? Yes, I did. Okay, so I got to ask about this. So you didn't eat anything. Or drink anything. Okay, for how long? For especially because we were in Portland, it was 17 hours. Okay, so was there a game that day? Ah, uh, yes, it was. Especially it was in Denver too. Now, was this religious? Yes. Okay, so it was it, the month of uh, Ramadan. Okay, so your month of Ramadan. So you went 17 hours, nothing, no water. No water, no drinking. How, as a professional athlete, did you well, do that? Um, so I do it once or twice a week during the season. So my buddies, yeah, used to doing it. And the fact that I just wanted to go out and show the whole world that game of basketball is mental over uh, physical. So if you put your mind on it, then you can do it. Just because oh, I just wanted to show the whole world, my mind was so sharp. And I was like, there's no way I can go out there and play bad because they're going to blame the Ramadan. And I just went out there, man, just just pay attention to the little details. And then... Uh, no water. I remember, actually. So we were in a water break. But this water guy just kept giving me water. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. You know, because he, he didn't know I was fasting. And then after a sudden, why don't you why don't you drink water? I was like, hey, I'm fasting. I was like, man, I'm sorry. And I remember my teammates were drinking waters and Gatorades so right next to me. I'm like, man. That, 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 that looks good, but uh, you know what? I was like, I got. I, I was looking at the time. I'm like, I was keep asking the trainer. I was like, how many hours left? It's like two hours left. One hour left. <laughs> I was like, okay, you can break your fast uh, during the uh, during halftime. So I was just eating some like peanut butter and jelly sandwich, some bananas, and well, uh, it was fine. Good for you, mental strength. Okay, so I heard a terrible thing. I love Zion Williams. Okay. He can pass. He's big. He's strong. I think he's got a magnetism. Okay. You think he's overrated? Just oh. say it. You can say it. Uh, okay. I so. Just say I it. I kind of feel like he's overhyped. I feel like he's Julius Randle with hops. He's Julius Randle with. Hops. I, I, that, that, that's, that's how I believe. By the way. You're not the first person who said that. Yes. Oh, well, some players are even like scared to say it, but you know me. You know, I'm not yeah. scared to say anything. So you know, Julius Randle, but more vertical. Well, yes. There you go. That's exactly how I would always... you defend him? Oh, well, I would just defend, uh, probably just, I would just le let him shoot, you know. But I, I, if he develop his shot, uh, he's definitely could become a Hall of Famer. But I mean, it's, it's all in his, his hand. He just needs to put the uh, work in and just. Go out there and just uh, just to show the whole world. You know, it's interesting. Uh, um, you played Denver and beat them. Yes. Denver was really young. Very. Toronto won the final. They were really old. Mm -hmm. I think there's incredible value to players 29, 30, 31 in this league. Right. Uh, I think it's a man's league. Uh, in fact, I'm a big believer that college kids um, should stay in college for two years 
for mm-hmm. mental growth, right. physical growth. A lot of these guys come in after one year, they fall apart physically. They're dealing with you, yes. and you're 35 pounds heavier and stronger than a college center. So w- when you look at all these veterans and you watch the draft, um, how do veterans like you, you've been in the NBA now, it'll be your ninth year. Mm-hmm. How do you look at rookies? Oh, man. Just to, just to abuse oh, them on the oh, floor? Yes, we cannot wait for, for them to come to the league. And just because of they hype him so much and they this and that. And they, I mean, they're rookie. They are already saying, oh, he's going to become a Hall of Famer. He hasn't played a minute in NBA in NBA court yet. So they were just hyping him so much. I feel like our us veterans just cannot wait for them to just go out there and play against them. And whenever we play against them, I was like, okay, welcome to the man's league. I love what Kobe Bryant said is NBA no boys allowed. <laughs> so I, I, I love that comment. I'm like, every time I go out there, I'm like, it's a man's league, man. So just go out there and just show, show the uh, welcome to welcome to the league. Oh, by the way, I, I couldn't have you on if I didn't ask about Westbrook. Um, okay. I'm very critical of Westbrook. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am, already know that from last year. <laughs> I'm not, I don't hate him. I think he's overhyped. I think he's hard to play with. I think there's a certain rigidity to him that makes it difficult. He's had a, the last couple years, the playoffs have been ugly. If I said to you tomorrow, you could play with Durant again or Westbrook, we, who did you enjoy playing with more? I ask that question almost, I, I get that question almost every week. Really? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, every week from somebody. The kids ask me about the basketball, basketball camps or just some media guy asked me this and that. I will pick Westbrook any day. Really? I, I just I, I just have so much fun playing with him. And people are keep saying, like, I know you're just – you know, you don't like him as much, but uh, he is actually not hard to play with, man. Like, literally. And uh, whenever you're in his team, it's just you cannot take any position, not games, any position off. Every time, like, you're out there, he just make, it fires you up, gets you ready for a 40 game. Durant, don't get me wrong, I'm obviously he's one of the best in the whole world, but I'll definitely pick. Westbrook. Cannot believe that. <laughs> By the way, you're wearing a herd shirt. Can we we see this? Look at the go. loyalty to the brand. It is a loyalty. And I isn't that amazing? I heard you have a present for me. I uh, yes, I do. I know you're a the Blazer. You're a Blazer I fan. I covered them for six and a half years. Yeah. And I've always been called a zero, so you got me a double zero. Doubles. Yep. There you go. Thank you very much. Oh, no problem, much. my man. You are the best. Enes Cannon. Good seeing you, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Our next guest is a legendary rapper, producer, and actor. He's also a huge Lakers fan, the founder of The Big Three, and a fabulous friend of the show. Ice Cube, welcome to Undisputed mm. this morning, and thanks for joining us today. Mm, thanks for having me. It is a pleasure and an honor to have you back. Thank, thank, Way to thank go. you. Thank you. All right, you've got Anthony Davis in purple and gold this yep. upcoming season, but you still have some roster spots to fill. What would you like to see the Lakers add this offseason? Um, unlike these two guys, I like... Uh, D'Angelo Russell. For the, yes, I do. I think wow. I think he has the ability to play the two. Uh, he's definitely a scorer. And he can pass. So, you know, whether he bring the ball up or LeBron bring it up, I think it's going to turn out all right. Hmm. Yeah. So, timeout. Did you have any issue with the bridge that he burned the first time he was a Laker with Nick Young? Uh, I didn't think it was a, a point where he needed to go. Hmm. I thought it was something that could have been worked out. It was actually a teachable moment that yeah. they, that they blew up into yeah. this. I'm gonna teach you how to fight. Thing. If you don't know how to, yeah. I'm gonna teach you how to fight. <laughs> you you already know he's supposed to get swole. Mm. Nah, I mean I don't know about swole. I just think Q. Nick Young. You shouldn't be. You know Q. Here's what I was told by the great Bernie Mac. 
if you play with a puppy, he's going to lick you in the mouth and bite you on the lip. And that's what happened with Nick. Mm. He was playing with a puppy. Yeah. Mm. He got licked in the mouth mm. and bit on the lip. Hey, what you mm. do with the puppy? Well, you know, you don't kill the puppy. No, you don't kill him. I ain't gonna kill him. You, you probably we, stop playing with him nah. so much. Puppy go in the house. You try to potty train him. You know what you do? You get that newspaper, right? Yeah. And you wear him out. Well, I don't need no newspaper. It's cube, you already know. Man, you don't wear out no puppy, man. Leave the puppies alone. Yeah, he ain't it's no puppy. It's a teachable moment, too. I would teach him. You're okay. right. He, will, he won't ever do that again. Go ahead, Skip. Mm. <laughs> So you think LeBron plus Anthony Davis is enough as the two cornerstones to win a championship? Yeah, I, I, I think that's enough. We still got to add the right pieces. You know, it, it, it takes more than two to tangle uh, and to win that chip. So, you know, it's the role players, you know. Mm-hmm. Can they play their role at a high level all the time? You know, that's the key. Mm. How do you feel about... Jeannie Buss and all of the laughing stock issues that have faced your front office <laughs> over the last three or four months. She she talked about it the other night on the red carpet, and to me, she wasn't real convincing about it. You know, I always say laugh now, cry later. You know, so the people that was laughing at us for the last six years, I don't I don't hear all the laughing no more. You know, I don't hear the chuckles no more. Everybody's now saying what we need to do to win the championship. So I've I've always had faith in the Bus family uh, ever since uh, the dad. Daddy was there dad. doing it well. And I have I have faith in, in Jenny. So um, we've always tried to make the right moves. Sometimes they just don't work out, you know. Dwight Howard. Steve Nash, that was an attempt to get us back where we needed to be. Just didn't work. Um, so now we got LeBron. Um, we'll see AD. You know, the front office, all they can do is put the pieces together. It's really up to the coach and for the for the players to to buy into mm-hmm. it and make it work. Mm. They have they might have 27 million. Would you like to see them go out and get a tier guy? say, a superstar, I mean, obviously, it says Kawhi's not coming, or would you like them to surround with pieces, quality players, as opposed to another superstar to go with AD and LeBron? I like quality players. See? I don't, I don't, you know, this whole you have to have three. A big three. Um, <laughs> is, is, you know, Kawhi has taught us that that's not absolutely necessary. But you can't, you can't hope the best, one of the best players in the world and the great, one of the greatest shooters of all time get injured. Because you and I know we're having a different conversation if KD's healthy, right? Oh, yeah. You know, it's definitely a different conversation, but that's the, that's how sports go. Yeah. You know, uh, we have a different conversation about a lot of championships if injuries didn't step in. So injuries are a part of sports, so you can't cry over that. We we would have beat the Pistons in 89. Imagine him. <laughs> if we wasn't injured. You know what I mean? <laughs> we would have beat them in, in uh, 04. If we wasn't injured. Y'all wasn't injured. Mm. We was injured. Y'all had some things, some bickering. Go. Yeah, you injured. remember what happened? Yeah, you remember what happened in 04? I remember what happened. Okay. We and, had injured. And, and what happened? And Shaq was going to lump him up because what? He ran his mouth. See what I'm talking about? That was actually between Kobe and, <laughs> and, Shaq. Uh, and uh, Carl. But no, 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 no. I'm saying when Shaq, when Kobe got with his trouble and then he told her uh, the, the investigator. See, that's your problem. You believe what, what, those Colorado posts. Okay. I don't believe them. Okay. Mm. But you're from go, Colorado, Shaq, so you, <laughs> that's, why, that's why you believe everything Shaq, they say. Shaq, I don't believe those Shaq will go put. Will Shaq go put pause on him? 
When? At what point? It was always going to put paws on each other. <laughs> so I think it's going to be more Shaq putting paws on him. Okay. All right. We'll so see. what did you make, now that the smoke is cleared, in Magic's sudden, I'm out of here? Um, You know, I, I, it was always a strange fit to me anyway that Magic had to True. work. You know, like you gave Magic a, a Robin, you know what I'm yeah. saying, to work with. Um, I thought that was strange from day one. So, you know, I was looking for it to go more this way than to be, you know, one big happy family. Right. And, you know, in Magic Defense, um, when everything went wrong, it was Magic fault. You know, nobody was hollering Rob, Rob, it's right. Rob fault. And when everything went right, he had to share the spotlight with Rob. And it's like, come on, you know, I gotta, I gotta be Magic. So I understand him walking out the door at the time he did when he did it. And Magic can do no wrong in my eyes. I don't know why y'all up here talking to me about that. Mm. Magic pulled an ice cube in NWA. You just walked out the building. <laughs> hey, you know, when it ain't right, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go. But here's the thing. Okay, if they give you a title, you understand what comes along with this, right? Yep. Now, you're not Magic. You're not You're Irving Johnson in this role, you're Magic Johnson now as the ambassador walking around saying, oh yeah, it'd be great to get this guy. But once you become an executive, you're Irving Johnson, which means you have to do things that executives do, like go scout, like go watch guys play. Mm -hmm. You don't get to go on vacation and then tell somebody else to do that. And then when they rat you out, talk about, oh, he, he backstabbing me. He didn't say, well, I wasn't in the office. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Why, he said, he told why me. is Magic there with Rob Palenka? Huh? Why did Magic go there with Rob Palenka? He could have told us. Because what? Rob, you take your butt to watch somebody scouting. You let me know the thing, give me the tape, and then I'll bring him in for a workout. That is That's how, how Magic do it. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> no, no. what you doing, boy? I got stuff to do. You need to get no, to work. No, that's, that's, that's not how yeah, it Yeah, that's, that's not how, how it go. Oh, that's how it go when you Magic Johnson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But see, if you're going to give me Robin, I'm going to put Robin to work. <laughs> You know what I mean? He was Batman Irving. ain't got to do it all. He was Irving then. Okay. <laughs> well, that's why he left, because when you're Irving, sometimes you can't work your magic. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah, like that. <laughs> well said. Man was a poet. You know? <laughs> so speaking of magic, one thing I've always loved about you is that you grew up seeing championships made before your very eyes. Magic won multiple championships, and then Shaq and Kobe won championships. Yes. So that brings us to LeBron and AD, and you just mentioned about Anthony Davis. We'll see, you know, and, and you've always had a we'll see attitude, which Laker Nation has, like, show us first. Mm -hmm. We're not going to embrace you till you do it for us, yeah. right? So how much more do you need to see, A, from LeBron, and then B, what do you want to see from Anthony Davis? Well, I mean, I want to see, I want to see Anthony Davis dominate. I want to see LeBron help Anthony dominate and get his uh, in the flow, because I think you know when you got a player like LeBron, I think he can turn it on and and take over a game, and I think he really should encourage AD to take over and he'll get his on the back end. Because you never know when those roll, when, you never know when it's like, AD say, I can't do it tonight, LeBron, you're gonna have to take this. And I wanna make sure LeBron got the energy and is ready to, 
take over mm. when need be. Yeah, we ready. Mm. The best thing to happen, we didn't know it at the time, was us this injury and missing the playoffs. Because for the first time, we ain't got to play 100-plus games. Yeah. I always thought LeBron wanted to come here to get a, <laughs> a year rest. Mm. I always thought that. I thought, you know, making the playoffs the first year, like, who would want to <laughs> after mm. playing nine years in the finals? So you were okay with last year just being a kind of a year off for him? Yeah, I was expecting yeah. that. Even okay. if he stayed healthy the whole year, I was expecting the Lakers not really to make the playoffs. Okay. Now that he has a co-star, you expect what next year? Parade? I expect, I don't know about parade, but I, I expect us to get deep. Deep. Um, parade. Coming and, through Beverly Hills. Last, and, and, and then we can have a back-to-back -back on those last. I need the parade coming through Beverly Hills. It's I ain't going to make it downtown. It's coming, man. Hills. It's huh? coming, man. Just, I can't, just I can't make it downtown. <clears throat> Oh, Lord. You need to come through Look Beverly Hills, Bel uh, Bel Air area. Yeah, you won't be able to get home then. <laughs> <laughs> we do it downtown. And, yeah. and, and, like, you going to stay in Beverly Hills and Bel Air. <laughs> I mean, the parade can come through. We want to celebrate. No parades there. coming through there, bro. <laughs> got to make it downtown, Los Angeles. What can fans expect this season, Ice? I mean, great basketball. You know, we just had our week one in, in Detroit and Indianapolis last weekend. Great basketball, you know. Iso Joe, still got it. <laughs> you know, um, you know, Catino Mobley, you know, forty three, still giving him twenty eight points. Will so, Bynum was kicking. Yeah, Will Bynum doing his thing. So, you know, we we've expanded to twelve teams, we play on two nights a week, and uh, the the competition level has just went through the roof. Mm. So you have put your heart and soul in this project, and I know I said when you first started that everything you've ever touched has turned to gold. This is a hard mountain to climb. It's a, it's a yeah. tough one, but you're hanging in there with this and you still believe in its future. Yes, without a doubt. You know, I think, you know, three on three basketball is an American sport. Mm -hmm. Invented right here in America. And there's no reason why when we elevate it to the professional level, it shouldn't work. Um, it has everything you can want in, in sports um, and you know, I believe is is uh, something that that the American public really love around the world. They're gonna really love um, where this league is going. You know, it's not really about where we are now. It's about the potential of this league and where it can be in five years, uh, when you know the intersection of of you know the American interests into the sport and what we're doing with the league crosses it's gonna, mm -hmm. it's gonna be uh pretty combustible so back to the other league the one called the nba mm -hmm. where do you think all the big free agent prize dominoes are about to fall like what, what what's your gut on durant and then down the line what what happened um well you know it's hard to see because it's, it's you know it's like one domino fall it could it could affect where other people go you know we've seen anthony davis get moved uh, Conley was mm -hmm. yeah, Mike yeah. Conley went Mike, to Utah. Yeah, got moves. Uh, I think the major pieces are Durant and Kawhi. Uh, well, Kawhi too. I forgot about Kawhi and Kyrie. And Kyrie. Kyrie. You know, those are the the three major mm -hmm. pieces, and so the wind will, will will blow wherever they go. You know, so um, you know, will they link up? Who knows? Kawhi coming back to the Clippers to me is a joke. You know, why would you leave? Championship status to to come to an organization that's never 
Got you hear that, Skip? To the Western never, Conference Finals. Never. So mm. it makes no that's sense. That's spoken to me. like a true Laker fan. Yeah, I mm. am. Um, so, <laughs> so you know that that to me makes no sense. I okay. believe he's going to stay. What if he does join the Clippers? How much of a threat would that be to your Lakers? None. Because. Because they're the Clippers. They're the Clippers. Like they're just doomed from the start. Like I mean, until they do something other than what we've seen in the past, <laughs> I can't get them future credit for something I've never seen them do mm. in your so backyard. Gut feeling. If KD and Kyrie do team up, they will wind up where? Um, just best guess. You know, everybody's saying Brooklyn, but if they're gonna go to New York, they might go to New go York to the neck. Yeah. To the Knicks. I agree. I mean, do it. Yeah. You know, Brooklyn is great, but if they're going to go to New York, go do it. I would say if you're D'Angelo Russell, like, what better place is there to go than L.A.? Like, if you want to sort of change the tone on your career as far as what people think of you in that way. He left with a bad taste in his mouth, but then you got to think about it. He went to Ohio State. LeBron is a big Ohio State basketball supporter. He has a relationship with a lot of those guys. I'm sure they cross paths in a lot of different ways there mm -hmm. with the Nike connections and everything. So I'm sure he won't have a problem playing with LeBron and being sort of a younger brother type in that way just because it'll change the narrative on his career. And I think he did a really good job of that this year in Brooklyn where although it's in New York, you still don't have to play with the specter of like playing for the Knicks. And he was able to thrive in that situation and being a guy who could really help and propel that team to the playoffs. I'm not sure it makes them a title contender or anything like that. But I think if you're talking about D'Angelo Russell with the, his max or Kimba Walker with his max, I think you're talking about maybe two comparable type of players maybe at this stage of their careers. When some of the people question his overall maturity, Vince, would you say this would be the most mature decision as far as going back to the Lakers and being able to face that as far as a narrative him moving forward? I don't know if it would necessarily be the most mature decision. I won't say it will be an immature decision. I think you go, where, you go wherever, A, the money is best and the situation is best. If that's in Memphis, if that's in Utah, mm -hmm. you go there. It doesn't matter. Like going to L.A. to face those demons or whatever the case may be, that's a decision for us to sort of make fun of or talk about. It's good fodder. But for his career, I don't know if necessarily that's the best thing. I'm going to say it's not the easiest decision if I have one regret in sports it's that I couldn't accomplish what I did in Minnesota in Philadelphia I tell people all the time Vikings fans have trepidation nothing against the Vikings but if you can go to one team build your career and have long-term success you would do it in one place and I know D'Angelo he would like to be able to go back there and you can't right the wrongs but going back there in the organizations in a different position the type of leadership they have on the team is totally different the coaching's different the front office totally different so for me at his max compared to Kimba and Kyrie's max I think it's a great option I woke up this morning not thinking that he could be the fourth piece because I know from an offensive standpoint you have LeBron at the point D, D Russell at the two Kuzma at the three and, and AD is your big. AD as the big, the four or the five, you're going to be tough to stop. Well, you, you said something really interesting almost in passing there, which is would adding him make them a title contender? I don't know about that. Do, do you not think the Lakers as presently constituted right now are title contenders? Do You, you have to tell me how they're filling out their roster with Rob Palenka. 
Yeah, so let's just let, let's assume he does a slightly below league average job at it. So by that I mean let's just assume for the sake of argument they don't get a superstar and they don't get D'Angelo Russell. They they had three players, one of whom you like a lot. They had Terrence Ross, one of whom you scratch your head a little bit on. I don't know who that would be, but a guy that you think's not a good fit. And they just do an average job of filling out the roster. Where the NBA is going in next year with the Warriors in total disarray, mm-hmm. the Rockets, you reported, in total disarray, with we don't know where Kawhi Leonard's going to go, you don't think LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kuzma, and call it mm-hmm. average roster construction from there on out is already a title contender? How much faith do you have that it's going to be average roster construction? What has Rob Palenka shown you besides being gifted Anthony Davis, besides being gifted LeBron James. They didn't come there because of Rob Palenka. Well, that wasn't that wasn't shrewd decision making by the Laker front office. That was the Laker brand basically saying, "Hey, we're in LA. We're the team. We're the we're the marquee franchise in this league. That's why you're going to get Anthony Davis and LeBron." All right. So I I disagree with you partially on the Anthony Davis part because I understand the the narrative right now is the Lakers way just drastically overpaid for Anthony Davis. I don't know that you can overpay for a 26 year old potential league MVP. But here's what the Lakers kept in the Anthony Davis deal. They now have a first-round pick in three of the next four drafts. I understand people are talking about what could happen in 2025, but in three of the next four drafts, they have first-round pick. They kept their most productive young player, and they avoided what Atlanta had to do last night, which is taking on Solomon Hill's contract, and they might still very well have max cap space if they can work out a trade with Atlanta to make this a three-team deal. So I don't think Rob Belinka did terribly in that trade, and he got something done the previous regime was unable to do, of which he, of course, is a part in dealing with it at the deadline. Now, to answer your question directly about D'Angelo Russell, I do think Kimba's better. I know Kyrie's better, and Kawhi's on a different plane than all of them. But if you are going, if you're going to miss on all three of those guys, mm-hmm. I think their best option would be Terrence Ross, Darren Collis, and Patrick Beverly, something like that. Right. But because I am not certain Rob Belinka would be able to land all three of those guys, and because I, we talked earlier, there's going to be teams with a lot of cap space left over, and guys are going to start getting overpaid. I don't think D'Angelo Russell would be a bad option at all. And a top four of LeBron, AD, D'Angelo Russell, Kyle Kuzma, plus Kyle Korver is going to come play there for the minimum. JR is going to get bought out in the next week. He might come play there very cheaply. You're going to be able to fill out the rest of your roster otherwise. I think that is not only a contender, I think that is the title favorite. Well, and just from you talk about roster construction, what we saw out of Palinka last year, and we'll see what the Nets do. I mean, still a restricted free agent, but for, for D'Angelo Russell, what does he bring? He can play make. He can play off the ball. He can play on the ball. What does LeBron need to be surrounded by? Shooters. He can shoot the basketball. He understands how to keep a floor balance and spread. He can push tempo. There's a lot of facets to his game, how he plays, that fits very well in with these guys. And I also think, and you said he started to change the narrative um, of the type of person he is, teammate he is. I, I know it's not L.A. I was around it every single day. I believe that's nar- that narrative has been changed. He was mm-hmm. beloved by his coaches, coaches. He was beloved by his teammates. He was beloved by the fans. I think he has matured in a in a big way of which there was a difference of the the first year when we went back to Los Angeles and he played the Lakers and this past season. I think he's grown a lot and that's a big factor and I think which would make it easier for him if in fact that was a place that he returned A couple to. things I saw too because knowing him from Ohio State you can see the maturity but I watched him and I watched him more when he was on the bench 
and you could see he had genuine enthusiasm for the other guys when they had success on the court. Now, a tangible thing on the court. Him and one other player had 900 pick and rolls last year. Just imagine him and AD, him and LeBron in a pick and roll. He got 900, 900 examples of it last year from a basketball standpoint of why he would be successful there in the Lakers. And I think about it like this. I know we tend to remember how it ended in L.A. and how he had to rehabilitate his image, but I'll go to, back to guys' beginnings. As a number two pick, the same things people were saying about Lonzo Ball coming into L.A., your number's going to be in the rafters. You're a perfect fit for the Lakers. You look at D'Angelo's skill set at Ohio State, a skilled passer, a guy who can shoot, a guy who, guy who can play make. He doesn't get to the basket as much, but in this league, I don't know how valuable that is. Now, if you can do those two things, he's still a pedigreed, talented guy who would fit into any particular he's situation. He's 23 years old. He's really mm -hmm. young, and sometimes we, like people were talking about kids last night in the draft, judging them when you're 19 and you're 20 and you're putting That's millions of point. dollars in your mm -hmm. pocket and expecting them not to have sort of pitfalls. Guys get a chance to grow and make mistakes and come back from that, mm -hmm. and I'm not a fan of judging guys. And the guy he had the falling out with isn't exactly the most mature guy in the league himself. It was a swaggy P. Iggy Azalea <laughs> situation, wasn't it? I don't know if he had the greatest leadership in that locker room to begin with. Just my two cents on that one. Sorry, Swag. D'Angelo, <laughs> would you like to see him with the Lakers? Uh, no. no. Um, it's simple, Skip. <clears throat> Only James Harden and Russell Westbrook had a higher usage rate than D'Angelo Russell. So in other words, what that tells you, Skip, he needs the ball. You're not going to get the guy that they, got, that they have in Brooklyn if he's playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, mm. because those two are the first option, first and second options. This is what we know if you're the third option and you play with LeBron James. Chris Bosh was a 2010 guy in Toronto. He wasn't even close to that in Miami. Kevin Love was a 24-12, 26-11, 26-13. He wasn't even close to that in, in Cleveland. Mm. The third option is the guy that must sacrifice the most. D'Angelo Russell got traded after his first year. He was the second pick in the draft. People say, well, they trade you that quick, you got to be a bust. So he finds a home in Brooklyn. He reinvents himself, grows up, matures, goes to the all, becomes an all-star, uh, was in line to win most improved, that went to Siakam. And so now you go from that, making an all-star, being becoming one of the most improved players in all of basketball, and you're going to go be a third option? Skip, he doesn't want that. Once you start to establish yourself, you want to continue that arc, that trajectory. Mm. I don't see how he does that in L.A. playing alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis. For me, if you have LeBron and Anthony Davis and you can't surround them with three more quality guys, they don't have to be super, they don't have to be stars, but three quality guys and an adequate bench and go compete for a championship, well, that tells me your coaching staff is terrible. Mm. And LeBron and Anthony Davis has failed. You don't need D'Angelo Russell. Mm. And he's not going to be a good fit. He's ball dominant. He needs the ball. LeBron needs the ball. Anthony Davis can play off the ball, but he needs the ball also, Skip. Mm. You, to maximize what he does. Mm. Lakers, just because you got the cap space and you can sign one of these guys, because D'Angelo Russell's salary would fall right in line, $27,250,000. They would have 27,300,000 in cap space. Mm. 
No. That if Anthony Davis says, I waive my four we million wa- trade kicker. Hold on. And that's still undone as far as I know. Did you see the cast mm. for Space Jams too? <laughs> I did not. You know who's in it? No, I did not. Anthony Davis is one of the characters. Okay. So? Yeah, so what? So he waves? We get, we'll get him like yep. for a day's work. We'll give him like $12 million for okay. a day's work. Well, you could do that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Could be a salary cap by now, how? But, uh, uh, what uh, we do off the court. Uh, they got nothing to do with it. The Warner Brothers uh, cutting these checks. Not the NBA, not the Lakers. Uh, they got nothing to do with that. So LeBron does run clutch sports, you're saying? No, I'm uh, not saying that. Uh, I'm saying Anthony Davis. Skip, look, when you go work on a movie, I don't know. You worked in a movie, but I done, look, you've done some TV work. I've done some okay. movie work. I've okay. been in several. Okay, so you know how this works. Yep. Nobody paid me twelve million. To be in that <laughs> well, movie. I don't know well, about you. But. Well, if, well, if you if you had given yeah. some money back, mm. they would have said, "Well, here, Skip, this is how we are gonna get it back to you." Okay, I already did that. So there is two. There are two sides to this sword, and I'm gonna take the Lakers side before I take the Nets side. For the Lakers, I cannot think of a worse fit for LeBron James <laughs> than D'Angelo Russell. Not a worse fit out there than this kid bringing him back to the scene of his quote-unquote crime on Nick Young, and we'll talk about that in just a second, <laughs> but I just don't know if you grow up and grow out of that one. And number two, to your point, next year, for sure, LeBron James has to be the starting point guard for your Los Angeles Lakers because as he enters year 17, he needs to stay out of the fray a little more. Under You know, you can't play power forward or small forward. You need the ball in your hands because he is still the best passer in basketball. I say it again and again to you. Nobody has better vision right now than LeBron James does in this game. He is still the best passer of this era, and he can still do that. What, what's it going to be next year? 35? 35. Okay. So in December. He, he, you can keep doing that at a higher level than you can going down low and banging with people, posting people up. After a while, the body can take only so many shots. But you don't need D'Angelo out on the perimeter with the ball in his hands because where's LeBron going to go? What's he going to do, go stand in the corner and wait and take mm-hmm. take off several plays a game where he just doesn't even play offense? Right. Well, Kyrie worked with LeBron because, as you know, Kyrie's actually more of a two than a one. Correct. So even in the days of Kyrie, LeBron opted for one a lot more than he opted for two or three Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. So D'Angelo doesn't fit here. And I was surprised at Magic's quote because Magic, when when he dumped him, when he got rid of D'Angelo, he was hard on him, right? Yes, Yes, he was. And then yesterday I'm reading the quotes. Now he's talking to D'Angelo. Now he's ready. He's much more mature. I said the only thing, he was immature back then. He could always score, but the guys would never play with him because of what he did with the Nick Young video. But now all these guys, all those guys are gone, and he's on another level now. Well, now Magic's back to being Laker ambassador. Oh, it's all peace and love. Everything's going to be okay. I, I don't think it's going to be okay. And just to me, and you and I, I think, talked about this when it happened. Uh, at least we have. Mm-hmm. We've referred to it, but... He, he secretly videotaped <laughs> Nick Young while they're in a hotel room just yeah. kind of sitting on the bed right. just, just talking life, right? Yeah, right. And Nick Young's just kind of bearing his soul, and he reveals a detail involving his, I think she was his fiance, yeah. then Iggy Azalea, yep. which uh, blew that relationship apart. Yeah. And, and he posted it. He posted that, it. Well, what are you doing? You posted that? Not well, the, how could you do that? that what what would who? what would possess you? What would provoke you yeah. to even think about? I think I'll just do him yeah. in. Uh, because of what? I, 
I have no idea. What's your what, motive? But we'd have to move some furniture. I'd say. I'd say you'd have to oh, move some furniture, oh yeah, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Well, come on. Who I mean, who to, to think about, I mean, to think about this. I mean, guys and, and, and ladies and gentlemen at home, just think about you sitting around and you're chewing the fat. That's what we call it down yep. south. We're mm -hmm. chewing the fat. Yeah. And you know what? We're talking. You know, you with your girl, Jay, you talking. All of a sudden, yeah. she start talking about some things some that she might have done. Some things. And you hit yeah. record. Huh? That's not enough. You post it. Yeah, if you just you, add it, like, yeah, you, what, hey, I bro, don't know what you do oh, with it. You, you what, had something what, on. What did you, first of all, Skip, you got to whip him because you believe he did it to try to get at her. Now, you know that's off limit. We boys, you can't holler. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't talk to that. So I got to whip him just because of that. Then I got to whip him because he broke the code of violation. Yeah, I got to whip him. Magic was right. See, but Magic's looking at it now, uh, uh, now as a fan. Oh, he's matured. Magic Johnson, the general manager, would have never let him come back in. Mm -mm. Nope, he would not. No. that That's over and done. Yeah. Once you step across that line, yeah. I don't think you can step nah. that one back. No. Nah. And, 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 and D'Angelo, he needs to be he needs to be where he can handle the ball, have the ball in his hands and be himself. He's never going to... You're never going to get the D'Angelo Russell that you saw in Brooklyn last year that made the All-Star. You're never going to see that with Anthony Davis and LeBron James mm. because he just will not have the ball enough mm. in order to showcase what he can do. Mm. So, he gets shipped out to New Jersey. Nobody's expecting anything mm -mm. from New Jersey and especially from him. And all of a sudden, in the relative shadows... He had a nice year. Right. He had his breakout year, if you want to go to 21 points a game and seven assists a right. game, both career highs. Right. And to your point, he was on that plane. He was in the discussion of most improved. Most improved. He'll never be more than just a pretty good NBA player to me. I was never a fan of his. You can go back and look it up before his draft, and I'm less of a fan now. And it drives me nuts to, to read stories about, well, now the Nets are trying to decide, should they take Kyrie? Or, or, you know, it's like it, it's become one or the other, right. Kyrie or D'Angelo. Right. Because D'Angelo fit in the chemistry last right. year. Yes. Right? Yes. He's one of these guys right. now. You know, he's they're all unified. It would be, it would be an easy decision for me. I would keep D'Angelo Russell. You would? I would. Boy, I would. Knowing what I know about Kyrie, Skip, come on now. Okay. I, I'm tired of Kyrie getting bashed for the intangibles he did not show last year. He still has huge tangibles. Yeah. He is a superstar, mm -hmm. and don't forget it. Yeah, I, I okay? totally agree. Because he had career highs last year of 24 and 7. He, he had seven assists last mm -hmm. year. Again, they went 49 and 33. Unfortunately, with him in the lineup, they went 37 and 30 because of what happened his first go-round in Boston. Right. What happened? Right on schedule, he got hurt approaching the playoffs. Right. And then they took off without him. Right. And it was virtually impossible for him to re-ingratiate himself into that group right. this year because they're like, we got clear. We, we got to the fourth quarter of game seven of the conference finals without you, right? Well, yeah, all that's true, Skip. But when you look at it, they're, they're looking at Kyrie and he's talking to them. But it's almost like he's talking down to them. Okay, and I it's got like it. He has a no, ring. No, he was. Yeah, I, I, I don't like, defend any of that. You know, he's like, I, I, I had to call LeBron, and I'm like, bruh, I see what you was talking about now. They're like, what? You, you the problem? You keep on talking about you had to call LeBron to try to figure this out. You are the problem, Kyrie. 
Okay, just remember, he's only 27 years of age. Yes. He, to me, he's just entering his prime. Skip, you can't hey. be that moody and okay. be a leader. Skip, okay. you can't go weeks and months right. without talking to your teammates. Hey, if you give me a choice in Brooklyn next year, and I got Kyrie or Deanne, I'm going Kyrie. I don't care about whatever happened in Boston happened. Okay, what, ha such what a happened to Cleveland? He brought the same thing to Cleveland. Remember, it was reported that he wouldn't talk to his teammates. For weeks on end, he took that same, and he he didn't want the drama. You know, LeBron. Oh my goodness, LeBron had so much drama going yeah. on. Mm. Ooh, man, LeBron, he was a diva, and I don't need he that. Was. I want to be coached. Yeah. He got everything he wanted, Skip. Okay, so it didn't work in Boston. It would work. It didn't work in Cleveland either. Yeah.